Good morning, everyone. I don't know if you're happy you're here. Because <laughs> it forces me to prepare something. And like I like learning. But it's really helpful when everyone else comes. So thank you guys for being here. Um, so before we start, I want to remind everyone that we're about to learn Torah. And Gedola Torah, Shahid, Osenes, Chaim, Osaha. It says in Parker Evos that Torah is great because it gives life to everyone who practice it and do it. So we should generate a lot of life over here for us, for our families, for Klai Yisrael, for the Chayalim, who need all the Tzchassim and all the Jews in Eretz Yisrael. Just be a very, very big Tzchass because ain't Shmirah Torah and we need more Torah and more mitzvot. So yay us for learning. It should be a very big Tzchass for everyone. Um, also, before we start, Nishnas. Um, this past Shabbos, I don't, I don't know if it's from this past Shabbos, a different Shabbos, but all my Mishmacha magazines were just like floating around my house, and I noticed in one of them, this, and I wrote it down, I thought it was very nice, that it says in Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer, like we know, okay, this past Parshav, like we met Avram and Sarah, like we were talking about before, and Yishma'el, and we know like right now what's going on in Eretz Yisrael, um, that like why is his name Yishma'el? So, Pergad de says that in the future, Hashem will listen to the cries of his nation for what Ishmael will do to them in Eretz Yisrael. That it's really, it's like a nevuah. That Hashem is going to listen to us because we're going to be crying out because of what they're doing. And who has not been crying the past three weeks? So, hopefully, Hashem should listen to our tefillos and our words of Torah. And it should just be a very big, very big schlust for all the Jews in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. So back to Nishmas. I really love saying Nishmas. It's a beautiful tefillah. Um, and we said that it's a song of a Nishama. And if our Nishama could sing, these are like the lyrics of what it would sing. So until now, we've just been saying like how great Hashem is and how Hashem knows everything from the beginning of creation to the end, every little detail. And now it's going to be like more specific and like paint a more like visual picture of what the Nishama is saying in Nishmas. Okay. So Ivu Finu Mali Shirachayam. That's what we're up to. Okay. Ivu Finu Mali Shirachayam. If our mouths were as full as of song as the sea. Like if we had as much songs to sing as the water in the ocean. And if our tongues were full of song like the waves of the ocean. So it's like a very like picture of beach over here. And if our our lips were praising Hashem as much as the heavens, and if our eyes were as bright as the sun and the moon, and if our hands were spread out like eagles in the sky, and if our legs were as swift as deer, we would not be able to praise you enough, Hashem, our God, one of our fathers. Sorry. Okay, so we're going to stop there for a second. So it's basically saying that no matter how vast the ocean is and the brilliance of the sun and the moon, like no matter if we were like super just able to praise Hashem, it would never be enough. Like, we just, it would never be enough. Um, like, if we had all the capabilities of the world, we couldn't praise Hashem enough. So, um, actually, I was just wondering, like, why, like, Shemesh Lechayareach? Like, why the sun and the moon? Like, really, the sun is very bright. Like, why are you even putting in the moon over there? Like, what does that have to do? So I looked into it, 
Um, and this is what I found. Okay. So, Ravdover, the Magad of Mezzar, says that the sun shines brightly, right? Like we know it's there every day. It's constant. It comes up in the morning. It goes down at night. Like it's a constant Kavua thing that the sun comes out and shines. It could be it's hidden by clouds, but it's always there. That's the sun. Whereas, we know, the moon changes from day to day. Sometimes there's very tiny little moon, depending when it is in the month, and it's very big. Now it's like middle of the month. It's like I saw last night, like, oh, big round moon. Like, you can know what day it is. Um, actually, as an aside, a very cute activity I did with my kids for Rosh Chodesh once is you take Oreos, and you know, like, they always like the white side and the inside. So you open them up, and, like, you show them, like, for Rosh Chodesh, like, the, the white stuff. So, if, you know, they... Like, they peel it away, and, like, they make little uh, gooey balls of <laughs> whatever they do. You could show them, like, for Rosh Chodesh, it's, like, a tiny little moon. And, like, you take away the white, and, like, it's tiny little. But, like, then, like, every day it gets, like, bigger, bigger, bigger. And, like, the middle of the month, like, yeah, like the white. Like, it's, like, the whole thing. And then it gets smaller, smaller, smaller again. And I feel like that's, like, a nice way to, like, visualize, like, Rosh Chodesh and just the moon in general. Also, we know, like, women are compared to the moon. Like, we, there's just different times of every month that we go through so the moon okay so the sun and the moon the, mon- the moon is changing every single day and the sun is always there there so he says or Zobar says that sometimes lacking something brings a bigger joy when you eventually do have it so like when you don't have something and then all of a sudden you get it it's like oh this is so exciting whereas if you have it all the time like constantly like the sun like you just you lose focus like you don't appreciate it as much so that's why over here it's saying, like whether Hashem is like constantly in your life and you're always seeing Hashem in your life, or whether it's like sometimes you see him like the moon, sometimes you don't see him. Either way, no matter what your relationship is, we still, we could not praise Hashem enough. Um, an example, like I asked my husband, like, what is this like sun and the moon? Like, what, what example could I give of like, so he thought of this, so I'll just um, mention it. So he said like, let's say someone who, is like becoming from, he goes to Shul, like KMH, and like for Friday night, and he hears Kabbalah Shabbos, and he's like blown away, supposedly Kabbalah Shabbos is really nice, I don't think I've ever been there, maybe one day, um, but like he's like blown away, like the singing and the dancing, it's like wow, whereas someone who's here every week, sometimes they could like to take it for granted, of like, that's just how it is, like yeah, it's beautiful singing, but like when someone is like from the outside comes, even like a visitor, they could be from, but when they come and they see it, they're like wow, so, I like that example. So, yeah. So, whether it's, like, a sun relationship or a moon relationship, we still cannot thank Hashem enough. Okay. So, we said, like, we would not be able to thank you, Hashem. So, um, the very act of expressing gratitude requires Hashem's help. Meaning, like, we're very into, like, always saying, thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem, and it's good, and keep it up, and it's, it's a great thing to say. But even just saying, like, thank you, Hashem, for enabling us to say thank you, Hashem. Like, we wouldn't be able to say words or to vocalize ourselves without Hashem. So every little thing that we do is, like, thank you, Hashem, for allowing us to be able to thank you. Um, so there's a mashal that I want to share. So Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky shared this mashal. He, he ran a gemach for many years and, like, just... We know like Klai is amazing and the chesed that goes on is incredible. And like, especially now in Eretz Israel, it's like, like the amount of chesed that is going on in our community there is unbelievable. Um, so he ran a gamach for many years. Chesed, he would lend money, interest-free, because, you know, like if you go to any bank, of course, like they charge interest and 
it's actually Avera, like we, we can't charge other Jews interest. So Gamach just, you know, you lend out the money and then you pay back and interest free. Okay, so he said there's four different types of people who would borrow money. And this is what he said. He said the first type, um, and he would call to say like, oh, the loan is due, like it's time to pay up. So he said the first type was the type who said like, you're right, I owe the money and I'm gonna pay right away. Okay, that was like the first one. The second one was like, you're right, I owe the money, but I don't have the funds right now, so I'm gonna work and figure out a way that I can get you the money. I just don't have it now, but I know I owe the money. Fine, that was the second one. The third one was someone who denies it. He says like, what loan? Like, I don't know what you're talking about, what loan? So he's like, go back in the papers and find a guarantor and like, they'll work it out. It'll all get worked out, fine. He said, that's not the hardest one. The hardest one to deal with, he said, was someone who says, not only did I pay you back already, but I actually overpaid you and you owe me money. He said, that's like the hardest to deal with. Cause like, like what are you talking about? Like, I, I know, like, I, I know what's going on. Like, what are you doing? So that's like the hardest to deal with. So I don't know if that's ever actually happened. I'm sure everyone pays back on time, but he just said this is the type that he had a hard time dealing with potentially in theory. Theoretical. Okay, so so what's that person doing? The one who says, like, not only did I pay you back ready, but, like, you actually owe me money. He's being a kafoy tov. He's not appreciating the chesed that this person did for him. So he said that there are people who go through life, and they think that, like, not only do I not owe Hashem anything, but actually he owes me. Like, Hashem, you owe me. Like, I damaged one of today. Hashem, you owe me. Or, like, I... Did mitzvot, I kept Shabbos, Hashem, like, now you owe me, like, you have to give to me. He said, like, that's completely, like, sheker, Hashem does not owe us anything, we only owe Hashem, we can never properly pay back Hashem, we want to pay back Hashem, but, like, we can't, like, no matter what, even if we were just, we had everything at our disposal, like, we could never really think Hashem properly, so, everything we have is a gift from Hashem, and Hashem does not owe us anything in the world, we owe Hashem, but he definitely does not owe us. So, that's what this is talking about. Like, Hashem, we owe you everything. Everything we have is from you. Everything is a gift. And we appreciate everything. And we can never thank you enough. That's basically what this part of Nishmas is saying. Okay. So, now. Okay, so, on that note of, like, how we have to appreciate everything Hashem does. And everything he does is amazing. And we can never pay him back. So, how do we get to a greater level of appreciation for Hashem? So I want to share with you what Rabbi Yitzhak Kutner says. He says that hoda'a means gratitude. Like we, and also, like we know, Hapam Ozes Hashem from um, Parsha, I've heard the song. And also, it means vizu, I like to admit. We're saying, like, like, like you said that someone, like, oh, we're good. Like sometimes we, we think that like we could do everything ourselves. Like, oh, we're good, I got this. Um, and like, I don't need anyone's help. I got this. Like we get all of our deliveries to our door, like all our food comes to our door, anything we possibly need, we order it, Amazon, Gourmet Glock, everything just comes out. Like we don't need anyone's help. We don't need favors. We don't need anyone to help us. Like I'm good. I'm good. I got this. So he said that like, really the way to appreciate Hashem is by your first appreciate the people in your life. Like appreciate what everyone does for you. Someone who helps you with carpool or does anything like appreciate that first. That's how eventually you appreciate Hashem. Um, so also like just saying thank you to a person is a very big deal. When you say thank you, you're acknowledging like what they did and what a good response would be like, oh, like you're welcome or my pleasure or anytime or I'm happy to do it. 
uh, not good response would be like, oh, it's nothing. Or like, like, oh, don't worry about it. It's so nothing. Like, no, you're saying, no, like, I'm, it's something. Like, when I am thinking a person, I'm saying, like, I appreciate you. You did something for me. I appreciate it. So just make sure, like, and I have to be aware of this also. Like, don't belittle what you're saying. Like, don't say, like, oh, no, it's nothing. It's not a big deal. Um, like, it's, it is a big deal. And, like, that's how eventually we learn to appreciate Hashem. Like, when we appreciate others, then we appreciate Hashem from that. So that's what he says. So I want to talk about a little bit of... A carbon from the Mesa Megdash. It happens to be my husband just mentioned today is the coolest thing. He said that like since like in the past three, three weeks, um, there's been someone who that was very sure, and he started a WhatsApp group for Kohanim. Does anyone know about this? I just heard that I'm like this is the coolest thing. He started a WhatsApp group for Kohanim because like hopefully very soon they should be doing that with the Mesa Megdash. He said it started with like 900 Kohanim, like just like all joined. And now he said they're up to like over a thousand Kohanim. And they're learning maybe a halacha or two a day of the Karbanos and things related to the Mesa so Megdash. Cool. Isn't that so cool? Wow. I know. I'm like, <laughs> that's amazing. Like I love like when technology is used for such like good productive things. And like, wow, like that's just so heartwarming. Okay, so hopefully they should use it very soon. Um, so I want to talk for a second about the Karban Toda, like this Karban of like saying thank you that was in the Mesa Megdash. Also, as an aside, like, whatever I'm doing, have fresh challah now. Um, like, I used to just say, like, like, even, like, to my kids, I'd say, you know what, we're taking off a piece of challah because many years ago, when the base had made dash, they would take off a piece and give it to the, car- to the kohen. And I'm like, forget about years ago. Like, Hashem, I take off a piece of challah. I want to give it to a kohen right now. Like, could we please have the base on make dash? Like, enough of this. Not, like, from something in the past. Like, future. Like, so my fresh challah has changed. Um, but, okay, so back to the carbon toda. So the carbon sold out was a, a carbon that someone who had a miracle happen to them or like their life was in danger has to get this carbon. Also, some people say also that if like the four things that you bench Gomal for, someone crossed the sea, the desert, out of the hospital, or was freed from jail, then also they would say they would give this carbon. So this carbon sold out was given in the base of Megdash, like when someone wanted to thank Hashem for a miracle. And it would consist of an animal, like obviously a kosher animal, they could bring us carbon, and 40 loaves of bread, okay? And the rule was it had to be eaten that day. So imagine if someone is bringing this carbon with like 40 loaves of bread and an entire animal, like how are they eating it in one day? So they can't. So they have to invite people to come to the Suza. So we're going to like their family and maybe their neighbors and their aunts and uncles and cousins. And like it'll be a whole group of people to eat this. It's be like a party because can't eat it all by yourself one day so it's like Hashem saying like you can't get through life without other people like you need other people in your life and even just thinking Hashem we need other people so get everyone together and you talk about Hashem and it'll be a big kid of Hashem of like the nice that Hashem did for me everyone eat this yummy carbon I'm sure it was delicious roasted meat and yummy fresh bread and just like appreciate all of the tova that Hashem is doing for us for this person all over actually I heard um, this is very like, wow, I'm a very big freezer stalker. Like I love my freezer and I say like, it's one of my best friends and I'm always like making extra, I'm just putting it in the freezer. Cause like, you never know when there's like that job is that like, you have no time for anything and like you just take it out of the freezer. So I actually heard that, um, there's a wife from her husband's in Sahel right now and she cooked an entire suda soda. She put it in her freezer and she's waiting for her husband to come home safely very soon and to serve this meal. Like that is so nice. It's really so special. So we should have a lot of suda soda and a lot of carbonos to get very soon. So why am I saying this? Because um, it's all about like thinking Hashem. 
also, my husband mentioned this to me that from Ishvet, um, that when it comes to like a carbon toda, that there's no leftovers. Like we said, like it has to be eaten that day. There is no leftovers. Nothing gets wrapped up for the next day. It's like you eat everything and you're done. There's nothing for tomorrow. So we said that, um, the Ishvet says that be thankful for everything that you have for today because there's no leftovers for tomorrow. Not like in a, a, a sad way, but like that we have to appreciate everything that we have today because there's no, there's no guarantees. Like, there's no guarantees in life that what we have today, we're going to have tomorrow. Like, we just think, like, what do you mean? I have this now, I'll have it tomorrow. Like, no, like, there's no leftovers. Just like there was no leftovers with the carbon, there's no leftovers. We have to dive in every day. Like, there's no rollover days. Like, we have to dive in and continue diving that what we have today, we should have tomorrow. Actually, I remember one time, I think I should have it hanging up in my kitchen. I have, like, in my kitchen, in a cabinet. Like, it's not, like, hanging for everyone to see. But when I open this cabinet, I see it. So, like, like just, like, inspirational quotes that, like, I cut out from magazines. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. So, I'm pretty sure it's in there. That imagine you woke up tomorrow with only the things that you thanked Hashem for today. It's like, oh, like, oh, but I didn't thank Hashem for, like, all these things. Like, my car. Like, <laughs> but I need my car tomorrow. So, like, right? It's like, all the little things that we don't realize to thank Hashem for. So, we should always be thanking Hashem and appreciating everything that we have. So that is the best part of Nishas. Okay. So, so once we appreciate the people in our life, then we'll hopefully appreciate Hashem more. Okay, so now we're up to Ulubarach Hashemcha. So we would not be able to thank you, Hashem, Ulubarach Hashemcha, and to praise, to bless your name, Shemcha Malkinu, our king, Al Achas, Me Alaf Alaf, Alfe Alafim. So this is like, it's like the English translation is like, I was asking myself, like, what does this mean? Like, what does it mean? I'll, I'll read it to you, but it's okay. For even one thousand, thousand, thousands of the thousands. So I was very confused. Like, what does that mean? Like, we can't even think Hashem for thousands of things, thousands of what? So he came up with this. This is from Parish of Rabbi Yassi I don't, I don't know um, anyone else who quotes this. This is what he said. So he calculated, he said, okay, so Aleph is a thousand. He said, there's no bigger number than a thousand, like in Torah. Like when you want to say like a huge number, you say Aleph, that's it. So Aleph is a thousand. Aleph, Aleph, so a thousand and a thousand. Alpha is two thousand. That's like, I guess, the biggest number. So Alpha Alephim is two thousand, two thousand. So he calculated, so it's altogether six thousand that we're thinking. So he said, maybe thinking Hashem for like the 6,000 years of creation, even if you take one second out of the 1,000 years of creation, we could still never thank you, Hashem. Like, that's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> that explains it better for me than the English translation, so thank you. Okay. And the many, many, many times, all the good things and the nisim and the neflaos, that Hashem did for us and for our ancestors before us. So what are like tovos and nisim and eflaos? Like very often we say like, oh, such a niece. Or like, wow, what a niece. Like, what is this? What is it really? What is a niece and what is all this talking about? Okay, so tovos is a steady chesed that surrounds us that we may take for granted. Like just an example of like things that we could take for granted. That I want to remember, like, is I think maybe like in the springtime of this year, when like the sun and like the whole sky was like yellow and the smoke was coming from Canada and like we couldn't go outside and like breathe fresh air. And all of a sudden it was like, wow, like I really took for granted that like the sky is blue and like I could breathe air. And I remember like I was ordering from Amazon an air purifier because like it was just getting like very like icky. Like, we couldn't open the windows and like I didn't want like, I was, like what if it starts coming into the house? 
I'm like, this is probably gonna like sell out of ear purifier soon. I'm like, that way we have it and don't really use it. But, um, but yeah, like we go outside, like we breathe in the air and the sky is blue. So that's like just a tova from Hashem that we could take for granted. Okay, hopefully we don't. Nisim is like from the word nis. Nis is a banner or a flag like that you wave, and it's basically saying like Hashem, like you're in control of the world. Like Hashem raises his flag and says like, like it's me. I'm the one running the world. Like that's when Hashem does like this open <coughs> miracle, a nice. And if laos is like a wonder. A wonder is usually like when two opposites come together. For example, like in Mitzrayim when there was the Makkah of Dam, like half the people were having water, half the people were having blood. It was like two opposites together. Like what a wonder. Like who could do that other than Hashem? So we're saying, Hashem, thank you for the tovos. Thank you for all the good things that we may take granted. Thank you for all the nisim that you do. And thank you for the wonders that you do. Um, things like don't even make sense. You do everything. So there's a story of Rav Aaron Steinman, who was one of the Gadoli Hadar. And he was over 100 years old. He was being examined by the doctor. He had like a personal doctor. And the doctor was examining him and said, you know, Baruch Hashem, you're fine. But like, I can't explain how you're fine. Like you're really running on nisim and miracles. And Simon said to the doctor, so are you. So are you. And it's like, we just think like, oh, no, like, I'm really fine. It's every, other people who are running on miracles. Like this 100-year-old, he was running on miracles. No, like he's saying, no, we all, we're all running on miracles. We just don't realize they're running on miracles. So we should appreciate it. Like also when we say, we say, Hashem does wonders. It's like, there's like two things going on. We have like a neshama on our body and we are also just functioning people. Like at the same time, it's like a wonder. So Hashem does wonders for us every day. We should appreciate them. I'm really talking to myself. I should appreciate them. Okay. Um, so let's continue. Mitzrayim Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Um, also, like Hashem, Hashem will take us out of this galos as well. Hashem alokinu. We base Avad and Pedisanu. He took us out of slavery. Virav Zantanu in famine, times of famine, you nourished us, you made sure we were fed. With Sabakalkatanu, and in times of plenty, you sustained us. There was actually um, like another story of like these like wealthy merchants, like they, they sold wheat. I feel like nowadays it's like who sells wheat? I mean, people do sell wheat, but like not knowing that we know. Um, but these were them, they sold wheat, and the price of wheat was dropping. I guess there was like like supply and demand, there was like too much supply, so the price was going down. And they went to their rabbi. They said, like, we sell wheat. Like, what's gonna be? Like, the prices are going down. Like, what's gonna be with our pranasa? So he said, the same Hashem who takes care of people when like prices are going up will also take care of you when prices are going down. Like Hashem is in control of everything, and Hashem will take care of us whether there's food, whether there's not food. Like Hashem will make sure that we have what to eat, and He always sustains everyone. Hashem saved us from the sword and from danger. And from the plague, Hashem, you let us escape. Does they rob him in yours? Well, it's like sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Okay. From like bad sicknesses, they rob him many. And We'll figure out what it means. Hashem, you saved us from these like illness and from sickness. So what does it mean, like um, that these sicknesses are ne'emanim? Like, like what does that even mean? That it could be like, what is ne'eman? Um, like, okay, we'll figure out what is ne'eman. Okay, <laughs> that's really the question. 
faithful. Like someone who's faithful. Okay. So what does it mean that these diseases or sickness is faithful? Okay, so the Gemara says that once a person's illness finishes its shlechos, like every, someone who's meant to get sick, like this was sent from Hashem. Like, can't blame it on anyone else or anything else. Someone who is sick, lolinu, it was sent from Hashem. But once this illness is like done, whenever Hashem says like it's a time for this illness to be over, it will leave the person because it's ne'eman to Hashem. It's faithful to Hashem. Like nothing is just like random. So if chas shalom, someone is the Hashem says has to get sick, it's a uh, disease is in ne'eman that like it'll leave exactly when Hashem says. Not a minute before, not a minute later, whenever Hashem says. Hopefully everyone should be healthy and well, and we shouldn't know from illness or suffering. But just know that like when it says, Chalayim ra'im v'ne'emanim, that it's not like, there's nothing Hashem does is random. Everything is exactly measured however Hashem wants it to be, and it's all coming from Him. So I thought that was nice to know that like, right, there's, there's no such thing as random. Um, actually, one time, I was not planning on saying this, but I'll mention it. Anyway, we once were by a Shabbos meal back in Queens, like, like a different lifetime ago. And this family, they were, I think they were like a little breast love. They were very cute. And the father, I remember saying this lot. I don't remember like, what they served. I think it was yummy delicious. But I remember one thing from the Shabbos meal was the father said, Ain stam ba'olam. There's like nothing stam. There's nothing just like happenstance or like... Like, everything Hashem is, like, measuring out. Maybe it's a breast love line. I don't know. I should really ask my husband. Um, he would probably know more. But in Islam, hold on. Like, nothing is, like, random. Everything is exactly how Hashem wants it to be. And it's just about, like, amunah mitachon in Hashem. Okay. We're going to finish this. And then, I think, um, yeah. Okay. Until now, Hashem, your mercy has helped us. Below azavunu chasadacha. And your kindness has not forsaken us, like you, like you are always with us, Hashem. Please, Hashem, don't abandon us forever. So, okay. Um, okay. So, So it's it's explained that, like Adhina. The help that you've given us was because of rachamecha. Because of your rachamim, like we're not worthy of anything, but you've helped us because you've shared your rachamim on us. Below azavunu, you didn't abandon us because of chasadacha, because of your kindness, not necessarily what we're deserving, but you still showered us with kindness because you're so kind, Hashem. And because of that, we're confident that al Hashem, like you're not going to abandon us, you're not going to leave us. You're not going to leave us hanging. You didn't just, like, drop us in this world, but, like, you're taking care of us every step of the way. So there's a story that I wanted to share of a tightrope walker. There's, like, a very, I guess, like, back in the day, like, years ago, there wasn't so much entertainment. So tightrope walker was, like, a very exciting thing. Like, the whole town came to see, and it got tickets to see this show. And this tightrope walker was walking between two mountains on this little thin rope, and he asked for a volunteer. Like, I don't want to come in my basket and I will push you across on this wire between these two mountains. I'm like, of course, no one volunteered. Like, why? Like, we want to watch you. It's entertaining. But like, no, we're not. No one's volunteered. So eventually he asked again. And like, okay, fine. Like, this one little kid was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I guess somehow this kid was able to do it. And he went in this tightrope basket and went across, got pushed between the two mountains on this little rope. 
And afterwards, everyone was like, what are you doing? Like, how could you have done this? Where's your mother? Like, what is going on? And the kids said, like, I knew I'd be fine because that's my father, the tightrope walker. Like, we've done this so many times. <laughs> so, yeah, like, we have to remember, like, we are walking this tightrope of life. But, like, Hashem is our father. Hashem is taking care of us. So, everything going on. It's, like, something we have to remind ourselves that, like, Hashem is taking care of us. Hashem never stopped taking care of us. Hashem will continue taking care of us. Even in benching, which was one of the things I was like, maybe I'll teach benching because, like, it's so beautiful. And I feel like also all the words now are, like, jumping out of, like, like about Eretz Yisrael and Yushalayim. It's like benching is a beautiful thing. So if you're like, no, I don't know, should I wash? I'm not wash, wash. <laughs> um, but one thing in benching it says, who hates it, who hates it, who hates it. That like Hashem has done good for us. He's doing good for us now. But who hates it? He'll in the future do good for us. Like Hashem is consistently and constantly doing good for us. You have to just like see it in our lives. Um, okay, last, last thing. So how do we like feel Hashem's kindness? And like how do we have this amuna and mitachon? Um, okay, we have to learn more at Muna Mitachon. Or Shlomozam Arbach said that, and I didn't do this, but maybe if I'm saying this, I will start doing this. I think we'll do it on a post-it note. He said, take a notebook and like, write down all the chasid Hashem does for you. And then by Modem and Shona Asrei, you should say it. So I think I'm going to take a post-it note and like write it down on Modem of like simple little things that like things just worked. Like things turned on. I went somewhere and I got there. Like just little things and thank Hashem by Modem. Um... And I guess just nowadays, um, with everything going on, one thing that I was thinking of is, like, we never, like, three weeks ago, we could never have imagined, like, how bad things could be in our society. Like, it never, like, crossed our mind that, like, anything would be like this. Like, it just, we were just living our lives, and, like, everything was fine. Um, but just, like, we never thought, like, how bad things could be, so, too, we can never, hopefully, imagine, like, how good things could be. And she was Hashem Karafayin. Hopefully, we should have so much Nisim and Niflaos to thank Hashem for very, very, very soon. And we just see all these Nisim in our lives. So, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you.